Hi there, this is Harry and welcome back to my podcast where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language, how to use it better, how to use it in conversations, business English, small talk, all aspects like that, looking at idioms, phrasal verbs, improving your grammar and pronunciation. So if there's anybody you think would benefit from it or would enjoy it, well, give the contact details to them. I'll give you my contact details at the end of this particular podcast and we can take it from there. Okay, so what are we going to talk about in this episode? Well, what I thought I would talk about are idioms connected with relationships. Okay, I've named it relationship idioms. They're not all directly like that, but they're associated with it. So as always, I'm going to give them to you one by one. Then I'm going to go through them individually and I'll give you some working examples. Some of them are positive and some of them are negative, And I'll mention which are which as we go through them. So here's the list. Your side of the story, the center of attention, like cat and dog, set in her ways, like a house on fire, rub someone up the wrong way, on the rocks, be at each other's throats, easy to, easy to tell which one that is, and have a soft spot for someone, to have a soft spot for someone. Okay, so there's the list, and as I said, I'll go through them, through them with you and give you some examples. We've called them relationship idioms because in most cases they're to do with how we relate to people, how we get on with people, or on the negative, how we don't get on with people. So let's take the first one, your side of the story. Well, as we know, there are always two sides to every story or two sides to each coin, but some people refer to it. And when somebody says, well, I'd like to hear your side of the story, well, of course, they have heard one side, they've got some information, but to make things equal or to introduce some equality, they want to listen or hear your side of the story. And this is always something that I heard when I was a, a young lad, I'd done something, perhaps broken a window or had a fight with one of the local boys or kids, whatever it might be. And then you you get a telling off or a, as we used to call it, a ticking off from your parents and they sat you down and said, OK, we'd like to hear your side of the story. What did you do? What happened? Etc, etc, etc. And that continues right through life when people tell their side of the story. Somebody writes an expose about somebody in a newspaper and somebody gets the opportunity to tell their side of the story. Or when the police arrest somebody on suspicion of doing something, well, they get an opportunity, hopefully, to explain their side of the story. So whatever your side of the story is, you have to get the opportunity to tell it. So it's neither positive or negative, really. It depends on whether you're in the right or in the wrong, but it's, it's uh, somewhat neutral. Next one is the center of attention. Well, there are lots of people who either are the center of attention or who would like to be the center of attention or who seek to be the center of attention. Young kids often are like that. They like to show off a little bit when they get a little bit of bravery and they start singing and dancing and they're always looking for attention and they enjoy being the centre of attention. Oh, what a lovely dress. Oh, you're so good. Oh, look what you've done. So they really enjoy that sort of attention. They respond to it. So they like to be 
the centre of attention. Unfortunately, some people, as they grow up, they never lose that little bit of uh, ability to show off and uh, they do things to be the centre of attention. They like to attract attention to themselves. Often an accusation made about film stars, pop singers footballers they like the focus of attention they like the commentary in the newspapers they like the tvs around and even though they spend a lot of time complaining about it they prefer to be spoken about rather than not spoken about so they enjoy being the center of attention when the spotlight is on them some people don't like to be the center of attention so you can use it in a, a negative oh no i like to stay in the background i don't like to be the center of attention like cat and dog. Well, this refers to people who don't really get on and they're always fighting like cat and dog. So, you know, there are lots of expressions with cats and dogs, but usually they don't make happy bedfellows and dogs bark and chase cats. Cats scratch dogs and annoy them and aggravate them. So usually they're not two animals that get on well together. So when people fight a lot, or argue a lot we use the expression oh they're like cat and dog they're always fighting so it could be two siblings it could be the parents oh god i don't know what's going on there they're fighting like cat and dog hopefully it doesn't last too long so two people not getting on are at each other or fighting or arguing like a cat and like a dog but when I was, uh, well, not me personally, but when my children were a little bit younger than they are now, we had cats and dogs and uh, the cat and dog got on great. They slept in the same basket. They uh, rolled around the floor and played with each other. But the dog, when it went out in the garden and saw another cat, not one of ours, uh, sitting on the wall, the dog used to go crazy. Yeah? So um, they, the cat and the dog in the house didn't fight like cat and dog, but let my dog out to see a uh, a strange cat and uh, certainly would let you know that it wasn't so happy. Okay, so like cat and dog. Next is expression when we talk about somebody being set in her ways. Okay, so to be set in her ways means that she's not going to move or he's not going to move. Okay, usually referring to people slightly older. Yeah, so because they adapt or take on some habits and they don't like to change and the older people get the less they like to change so they become set in their ways oh they get up at the same time they have their breakfast they buy the newspaper they listen to the same radio program they have lunch at the same time yeah she's very set in her ways don't try to change her whatever you do because she's going to dig her heels in and it will be impossible she's set in her ways I had a mother like that and uh, she was extremely well set in her ways. Nothing would change her from what she liked to do no matter what. Nothing changed her in her opinion of people no matter what. So we could definitely use that expression with her set in her ways. So if you know people that are set in their ways, you will know from trying that they don't like to change. If you try to get them to go out on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday no no I like to stay in and watch my TV program will you come for us for dinner on a Saturday no no I prefer to stay in and watch the TV very very definitely set in their ways like a house on fire well the full extent of this 
uh, idiom is that they get on like a house on fire. And it's quite a strange uh, idiom and expression because you'd expect a house on fire to be somewhat negative. Of course it is. If a house goes on fire, it's very dangerous and it's very sad. But uh, when a house goes on fire, it usually goes very, very quickly. So when the fire starts, the house is engulfed in flames over a very short period of time. So when we use this expression to get on like a house on fire, it means that people get to know and enjoy each other's company very, very quickly. So when they meet for the first time, they can see instantly like that they like each other, they can share a joke and have a laugh, and we can say, ah, oh, those two, they get on like a house on fire, meaning they really get on well together, they didn't take weeks or months to get to know each other from the start they really enjoyed each other's company there was some chemistry there and yeah they get on really really well like a house on fire next expression to rub someone up the wrong way well this is definitely a negative idiom so when you rub someone up the wrong way it means you approach a problem with them in the in a wrong way and that's they they take a dislike to it and therefore immediately they are a little bit ill at ease, they're not so comfortable with you and they may be a little bit annoyed or aggressive. If you rub your skin in one direction, it's nice and smooth, but if you rub your skin in the other way, then it hurts, yeah? So when you rub somebody up the wrong way, you get a negative reaction from them, okay? So we use the expression, don't rub him up the wrong way otherwise you'll really see that he's not such a, a nice person so with your boss or a neighbor or a relative you have to be really careful what you say you have to be careful how you say it because if you rub them up the wrong way meaning get on the wrong side uh, as we sometimes call it then you're going to get a reaction the reaction is usually going to be bad okay so I think somebody has rub, rubbed him up the wrong way means I think somebody has got a little bit under his skin. Somebody has annoyed him. They've said something that he probably didn't like, even, they, even though they may not have known it. And yeah, he's now in a bad mood. So to rub someone up the wrong way is going to cause some problems. So very, very negative. The next idiom is also negative when we say on the rocks. Okay, now... On the rocks can be a very nice uh, way of ordering a, a glass of whiskey. If you're sitting in a bar and you go up and sit at the barman and have a, a glass of whiskey, please, on the rocks means you know, poured over nice cold uh, lumps of ice. But in this sense about relationships, when something is on the rocks, it means it's not going so well. So a ship or a boat that's sailing on the ocean and it runs into difficulties, if it goes on the rocks, it's going to sink. Okay, so if a relationship, a marriage or some other relationship is on the rocks, the chances are that it's going to sink. Okay, so when somebody refers to a relationship being on the rocks, it means it's either coming to an end or it has ended. Yeah, so it looks a little bit unsteady. Now, it doesn't always mean that it's not something that can be um, salvaged, but often it's a little bit too late once you get onto the rocks it's difficult to get off them. So relationships, whether in a business sense or in a personal sense, if the relationship is on the rocks, then it's in great difficulty and serious difficulty of sinking out of sight. So something needs to be done. 
oh, their relationship has been on the rocks for months and months. I don't see it lasting. In fact, uh, the rumours I have heard is that they are going to separate. So that's the sort of use that you'd have for that particular expression. The next, to be at each other's throats. And here's another negative uh, idiom. The throat, the part of your body just immediately in the front of your neck, that's your throat. And if you have an illness, you have a sore throat. Um, and when you see animals in the wild hunting each other, particularly these large cats, they sink their teeth into the, the neck or the throat of the game that they are hunting and it immediately stuns them or kills them yeah so when people are at each other's throats it means that they are really fighting uh, aggressively probably with words but they are really aggressive and the relationship is not going to end well and is certainly not going very well two people in the office who perhaps may not like each other, perhaps they're going for the same promotion, have been at each other's throats for years and years. I don't know how the boss puts up with it. Yeah? Husband and wife who don't want to divorce, but they're obviously not happy. Every time you see them, they're fighting. They are at each other's throats. You did that. No, you did that. You said that. No, you said that. What did you do that for? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. So to be at each other's throats constantly is to be always fighting, always looking for an argument. Okay. So a very, very negative statement. And then the last one, end with a, with a good one, to have a soft spot for somebody. Here, this is very positive. When you have a soft spot for someone, it means that you like them. You like them a lot. Yeah, you can have a soft spot for your favorite niece or nephew. You can have a soft spot for the person who cleans your house. You can have a soft spot for your PA or somebody who works in your, your office. You can have a soft spot for anybody, really. Some, but somebody you feel a little bit more for than just an average liking or an average friendship. Ah, he's always had a soft spot for Mary, yeah? He's always had a soft spot for the girls at reception, yeah? Or the grandmother or grandfather has a soft spot for a particular grandchild perhaps the first one or perhaps the only granddaughter only grandson ah she always has a soft spot for him every time she sees him she gives him money she's always doing something for him okay so as i said that one is quite positive so of all these um idioms we've got your side of the story as i said it's neither um positive or, or, or negative the center of attention again neither positive or negative depending on how you play it like cat and dog quite negative uh, when somebody is set in her ways well again it can be a little bit negative because it reflects on somebody who's not really so interested in uh, changing to get on like a house on fire well that's very very positive it's, it shows a strong desire to have a good relationship with somebody and that you can start it very quickly to rub someone up the wrong way will definitely be negative when a relationship is on the rocks, well, that can be negative also. As I said, to be at each other's throats, very definite. No, no, this is not so uh, positive at all. And then the one positive, to have a soft spot for someone. Okay, so there's our uh, relationship idioms as we refer to them. And I hope you've enjoyed those. And if you want to contact me, well, of course, you can do so on www.englishlessonviaskype.com. Always happy to hear from you always willing to help and if you've got something to say well 
why not come along and say it okay and if you want lessons uh, on a one-to-one -one basis or in small groups we can certainly help you it might not always be me that will give you those lessons but I have five or six other teachers working with me really really good some really good with the kids some good with business English others good and the conversation English so if you feeling that you want to and have a feeling that you want to try well come along and join us it won't do any harm okay again as always thanks for listening and join me again soon